Augustine, W-A-T-Y, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit liftoff. Hey folks, welcome to SWAT Radio. Today is Wednesday. Man, do we have a treat today. At least I have a treat. I get my good buddy Doug McCary back in studio with me. It's been a while, man. Well, you know, we took off for Thanksgiving. We were off, uh, we played some best of that week, and then... You and Dave had yesterday. By the way, I listened to you driving. Uh, I, in fact, one point I texted Dave, "Focus, focus," because he, y'all were talking about tree stumps, and you were talking about his family Bodabod uh, name. I don't even know. You remember what his name was? Uh, I, I Lake Bod or something like that. It uh, was funny. It was funny. No, uh, you know, I, when you. In fact, we had Bible study today. Great lesson today. In fact, we'll be uh, working through that next week. But uh, I was sitting there thinking as you were teaching, we, you and I have not been on in at least two weeks. That's correct. Uh, if you, not more. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, man, welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. We had a great time with Lori up in the mountains of North Carolina. A little chilly up there, though. It was <laughs> very cold, but we had a great time and uh, did some hiking with some friends and um, went up there and uh, just were, you know, when you're out in the mountains, like like I was always a mountain person. Yeah. Uh, I loved going out to Colorado every year to speak. I used to go speak out in Vail or Beaver Creek, and I loved being in the mountains and even growing up my dad and mom used to take us to uh the smoky mountains a lot right. and we'd go up there and it, w- it was very reminiscent you know driving through cherokee and um you know where maggie valley is and all those oh, places love that area. and yeah. um and so it brought back some good memories but there's just something about seeing god's creation out there there's a lot of raw nature out there oh. and it's just uh, how anybody could look at that and just think it just appeared isn't that right it's like thinking an yeah. iphone just yeah. appeared out of thin air you well, know? You, in fact you were talking about today about how jesus uh went into solitude or in fact uh let me i'll, I'll have to pull my notes up because you you mentioned uh uh swindoll's book um 
Intimacy with the Intimacy Almighty. Intimacy with the Almighty. I have that book, and Isn't I know that I've great, read that book. It's a great book. Well, but it's an old book, and I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't opened that in a while. But you, you talked about the uh, the simplicity, the silence, the solitude, and the surrender. And uh, man, at, at least two of those three, two of those four. I think most people struggle with in the church today. Oh, and and when you brought up solitude, you know, when you think of solitude, uh, I would think of the mountains. I would think of going to the mountains. (laughs) It's not where Jesus went. He was probably in the desert somewhere. But, uh, you know, we don't get time to get quiet very often no. and I, I, it's I, hard to get quiet i commend culture. you and Lori for doing that i you know i tell you what that's why i think uh, people in the ministry need need to get away every once in a while oh we do uh, we, we well, need you, the sabbatical you, you, you gotta get and that, that was what was so impactful to me and i know we'll talk about it next week uh, with with as we work through the text but jesus i mean if jesus needs to get alone we need to get alone amen <laughs> you Amen. know what I mean? Oh, my word. Uh, I love yeah. Tommy Nelson, and I didn't say this today, but Tommy always says it's better to overflow than to overwork. In other words, the overflow, and you've heard me say this mm. before. I've talked about how <clears throat> true evangelism is nothing more than an overflow of your own love relationship with the Lord. 100% agree. It, it, it's just yeah. the the, yeah. the more you are walking with him, it's going to naturally overflow to people around you. Well, you asked me even today. I, yeah, I was I taught over on the west side yesterday, and you follow me, so you're you were asking about you know uh, what I what I taught, and I mean it's just a natural thing for me. If I've been in the word studying, I got to share it with somebody because yeah. it is so exciting, and especially as, if there's a if there's a boring text, it's in First Kings chapter six. Oh man. But, but you the, mean the cubits and learning about all the, the structure and everything? Exactly. But yet, as you and I were talking even before uh, before SWAT today, is God's always got something for us. Mm-hmm. And and whatever we consume is oftentimes what's going to – there is going to be an overflow. And goodness, if if there's anybody who can speak about overflow versus – what is it you said overworked? It's Over, Tommy Nelson. Oh, my gosh. He, uh, yeah, Tommy – a lot of people in fact he's going to be my guest friday oh good uh, tommy's good. going to be the guest and um you know tommy just announced not too long ago that he is um he is going to be stepping back he hasn't done it yet but he did announce that he's transitioning over to a guy named logan nyquist logan's and been there a while. logan is a good guy and um and so uh, he's going to be Tommy's going to be transitioning, and so um, so. But I, I love. I was talking to Tommy about Israel, and I said, Tommy, would you come on and and be our guest? If you remember, uh, Tommy had one of the sixth most influential factors in the election of 2016. Is that right? That's- I mean, you and I, in fact, you and I came on started SWAT radio. Uh, shortly after the election, that's right. That's right. It's hard to believe it's been seven. Years I know, and we we uh, we pointed people to his to his message that he uh, the continental divide. I believe it was. It was, and that was one of the six greatest influences in the election. No, because it just took off on YouTube. 
and he was just talking about the 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 vote and and who you vote for and and stuff and it was really impactful and so i was talking to him about what's going on in israel and i i just really in fact you remember i taught uh, a few weeks ago um he shared with me some notes about israel and i taught that and i just wanted to have him on the air to talk about it because he he's been around a long time and and tommy doesn't mince words um you know and but he is a guy who has lived it his entire life as best i've known yeah. him as most yeah. as long yeah. as i've known him yeah. and uh and he's just been a guy's guy i love i love i love his his heart for the gospel his heart for the, the lord and his heart for men mm-hmm. like i don't mm-hmm. know another yeah. pastor that has yeah. mentored yeah. and discipled yeah. as many guys as him do you i mean no, you, you know and yes last week and i appreciate you or two weeks ago you allowed me to teach uh, uh really from what we're going to be what we've been working through this week and i talked about the synagogue and mm-hmm. you know that uh, kind of explaining what the synagogue was uh, i think most a lot of people think synagogue they think of a structure uh, and it could be a structure, but the synagogue was really just it meant to come together. Yeah, and and you know, you know the the and it spawned the, out of captivity. That's what's crazy. It, it, exactly. People, a, a lot of people didn't know that. Right, they didn't even right. know that it wasn't mentioned in the Old Testament. <laughs> I was thinking about how during COVID we got isolated, mm-hmm. and how desperate many you know those who love Christ wanted to come back together yeah. and be in community. We were, we were created for community, but you think about the lives that were impacted in the synagogues and you and I are the same. We, mm. we have been impacted by the community within the synagogue. And I would, mm. I would say Tommy Nelson, uh, without question in my life, I'm sure in yours as well, has been one of the probably top five voices mm-hmm. uh, that has shaped my my mind. I would say um, that for me. The too. spirit has certainly uh, shaped my heart, but you know, in light of uh, in light of guys like Tommy, yes. who will not mince words, he will speak it directly with mm-hmm. truth. And he's got an edge about him that's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got he's got a great personality. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I, I may come in studio with you and join you. Oh, for that, yeah, you're uh, welcome to. Yeah, Tommy, it's always good to have him. Hey, did you see um, about this uh, person, Casey McIntyre, who uh, um, she, she, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer back in 2019? So now in 2023, just a, a couple of weeks ago, she passed away at 38 years of age, which is mm. young. You know, it's a yeah. it's a pretty deadly disease. Yeah. But uh, in the days that were leading up to her death, she she began urging friends to donate to people that had a lot of medical debt. Yeah, and they raised two hundred thousand um, dollars. Now I'm seeing something different. She made a fund to cancel other people's debt. Yeah. And nearly seventy million dollars. Yeah, now, but, but, but it started off. No, no, no. Yeah, the debt. Um, by the time she died, they had raised two hundred thousand. Um, but today, it's paid wow. off more because you know, with debt, the way it works with hospitals, they'll 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 negotiate with you. Right. Like if you say, "Hey, we'll pay you a, a third yes. of it," they'll yes. they'll write it off. Yes. 
And so they have wiped away somewhere, like you just said, what, 70, 70 million, $70 million in debt. And uh, can you think about that for a second? I mean, that is, that is huge because here she is dying mm. and she's caring about other people. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, it's just a, a a good picture of what we should be thinking about as believers. And, you know, you said this, mm. I think it was yesterday. I was listening to you and David as I was driving down the 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 uh, highway coming and uh, you were talking about first Thess five uh, yes. you know where it says give we, thanks and everything and y'all were talking just about um, you were talking about how a lot of times you know you can get wrapped up about things that are there it's not that they're insignificant in mm-hmm. eternity they are right but at the moment, they can be pretty overwhelming. Yeah. You feel yeah. this burden to tear a tree down that you ain't got eight grand to, exactly. to go take out. But in light of comparison to somebody who just lost their whole family in Israel, totally. or you know, totally. or somebody who just it, it just it's all a matter totally. of perspective. But when God says give thanks and everything, He's not talking about giving thanks for cancer. Right. He's talking about giving thanks for the hope that we have in spite of the cancer mm-hmm. or giving mm-hmm. hope for, for the difficult time we're going through in because this is not our home yeah, that's right that's right uh, you know it's interesting you bring that up uh i'm on facebook i, I know you're on fa- it's not like my favorite thing to do but every once in a while i get on and yesterday i got on doug and it was the one year anniversary of uh, our grandson graham coming home from heart surgery last year if you recall yeah i was gone for almost two months uh while he was having his surgery in austin and it was a picture of him on the airplane that and again back to the generosity of other people my brother-in-law tim mckenzie who's been our guest here a few times uh, about a week before we were scheduled to get out before graham was scheduled to come out of the hospital uh, he said, I've got a friend of mine who owns a private jet and they want to fly you guys home. Now we had driven out there, so we had a car, but, uh, they donated their jet to fly Graham, my son, my daughter-in-law and her parents back from Austin. Wow. And you think, okay, well, we are giving thanks obviously for all things, all circumstances. And as, as believers, we, we believe what James tells us to consider pure joy when we encounter various trials. Mm-hmm. We, not just because, oh, wow, I just love this, <laughs> but that there's a purpose in it. There's, yeah, uh, you that, know, Well, the Bible says, and a lot of people quote, he will cause all things to work for good, but they leave out. The 29 verse. The, yeah, the, the <laughs> verse that says, yeah, for those that love him yeah. and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. And his purpose is that we'd look like Christ. Yes. What's he going to use to do that? Yeah. Yeah. A little scary sometimes. <laughs> yeah. hey, glad you tuned in today. We're going to take a quick break. Call us this afternoon at 844-777-7928. You can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls.
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Folkestone at 91.3. One of the great <laughs> spiritual classics. I was going to say, uh, probably not theologically sound, but great, uh, great tune. Uh, I have enjoyed. Goodness, we're all, almost a month into playing Christmas music, so we okay. were we were way ahead. I have to tell you this, this because it was really funny. So uh, yesterday, I got back from the trip and I was looking through my mail, and uh, I've already got a Christmas card. I go, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> It's not even December 1st, uh, December 1st, and somebody sent me a Christmas card. Is it in the mail or in yeah, the email? Yeah, in the mail. I got a Christmas card, and I feel like such a loser because ours don't go out till January 15th. Like, I was going to say, like, Vicky and I, uh, we get a lot of Christmas cards. In fact, today, I was going through cards trying to pick out with vicky the one we're gonna send it's not a christmas card it like yours it's yeah. a it's a new year's card yeah and uh anyway yeah end of year uh, <clears throat> i call end it end of, end of year, year. yeah ours is a new year uh but <laughs> yeah well because we were not here last week and this is the first time i've been back since thanksgiving i do want to thank all our listeners and uh thank wmox wmer the lighthouse up in virginia and uh jonathan and all the folks uh, jeremy all you people here at um the truth uh, for all your help uh with what we do uh, it is it has been a great uh ministry for us great platform and by the way jeremy's grandfather passed away so if you're listening today 
say a prayer for Jeremy Burmeister and his family. Appreciate uh, you guys uh, remembering him. And um, he, he does a lot for us here that we could not do, right, Brad? Uh, we would be way beyond ourselves to try to figure out these knobs and, and switches. So uh, <laughs> thankful for Jeremy. And for he sure. is always on it. Yes, he, he is. He's always on it. So, um, well, um, we are in Mark chapter 1, and uh, you and uh, David covered um, part of it yesterday and part of it on Monday and really, I, I, other than just a quick flyover, uh, I found it fascinating, Brad, when I was going through the the study to get ready and, and put everything together uh, about the, the synagogues, because I never really knew that they weren't around until hmm. the, um, until really the uh, captivity. Yeah. And they were a way for the people to keep their traditions and values alive. Um, but but if you would have asked me prior to doing this, hey, um, where's synagogues in the Old Testament? I'd have been looking because mm-hmm. I didn't know they mm-hmm. weren't in the Old Testament. They weren't yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Because they became such a part of Jewish life. Yeah. Uh, and And Jesus went into all the synagogues to go in there to teach because – that was the place where the people were wanting to know the word of God. Yeah. They came together. Yeah. It was a meeting place, but they came. And when they would go into the synagogues, you, you remember when we went into that, they have the Torah closet. Yeah. The people would take out the scriptures and hold it up. And the people would start dancing because the word of God was there. And not everybody had a copy. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I almost yearn for that in our culture i think we have so many copies of the word that we take it for granted oh my goodness no you're absolutely i mean right. you, you go to china these people weep yeah. when they get shipments yeah. of bibles yeah. in that people get to have a copy of god's word and so um as we talked about and looked at this text jesus just goes in and starts teaching and what happened well, the demons freak out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they uh, mm-hmm. they lose their mind because yeah. the Messiah is there, and they're thinking, "Is now the time? Is yeah. this is our demise at end? Mm. And uh, is it here?" And you and David talked about that uh, yesterday. Really, the arrival of his judgment. You know, to get a picture of what they may have been feeling. Imagine being uh, a captive of terrorist over in. Israel or and and you know where they have them down in Gaza City and them telling you you know we're going to kill you but you just sit there every day in captivity and then all of a sudden the leader I read an article today about one of the uh, hostages like an 85 year old hostage when the president of the Hamas came in and actually visited the hostages to see it, to Hmm. see what was going on. And imagine seeing that guy thinking, I wonder if today's the day, if they're going to kill us because he's here, Yeah, you know, because this is the day. That's what they would have thought when, when Jesus appeared on the scene, they were terrified and they're going, are you, have you come to torment us? Well, so oftentimes Doug, and I I always appreciate when you're teaching and I, I try to incorporate this when I'm teaching is to, is it to be an open forum to have some discussion too? you know, obviously 
you prepare for a lesson, you want to get through the lesson. But there's always guys who hang out afterward. I meant to, I was going to ask you about this, and and uh, you know when 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 it says that uh, he uses the term us, uh, you know, um, to, he says the reason the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Have you come to destroy us? He doesn't say, have you come to destroy me? Have you come to judge us? Uh, he says, I I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Mm-hmm. It, don't you agree? I mean, he's kind of speaking for all demons in, in that scenario. Yes, uh, definitely. That, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what I perceive by that term. Well, it makes me wonder, and I don't like to do this when it comes to the to the scriptures because God has given us what we need, but potentially were there other demons there in the synagogue? You, you wonder, this is a demon that has uh, possessed a man. He's inside this man. Well, and you wonder if there were other demons even there. Well, you know? I, I believe there were. Mm-hmm. I believe that, well, in fact, there were demons in a lot of synagogues because we know Jesus ended up having a lot of people that were brought to him that we're going to get into next week that he cast the demons out. Mm -hmm. It's just that in this guy, this demon spoke, used his vocal cords and, and started speaking, which is fascinating to me because you don't hear about demons until Jesus is on the scene, really. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that, it really that, is. That, that, yeah. that no mention of it in the Old Testament. You know they were there. Right. They were just kind of below the radar. And the this this phrase uh, in the Greek is um, it, it's obviously it, it's a pronoun, but it it's. Um, it's translated to us meaning that he's speaking for all of them and um and so when when we think about uh the demons there yes there were demons that were in other people but the fact that even one demon even one demon would feel comfortable in there tells you something about the teaching that was exactly. going on there exactly and, and you kind of put some light on it today. We talked about it last couple of weeks ago. That, and I don't know where that quote came from, and I won't quote it exactly, but it was something to the to the effect that, um, if if you're if you're not uh, proclaiming the word of God, you'll have a congregation of demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and why are there demons in the synagogue? Because the presence of God is not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about synagogues. What what is what was the synagogue? It was a coming together so that these people could hear the word of God. But that's not what was happening. Yeah, they were a lot of tradition, a lot of quoting, a lot of things that. And so here it is: Jesus arrives. He's got authority. He's got power. He's got dominion, and he's delivering it. Mm-hmm. And uh, conviction happens. Yeah. Well, I think we got a caller. Uh, Jim, uh, welcome to SWAT Radio. Hello, gentlemen. How are you this afternoon? Good. Where are you calling from? Jacksonville. All right. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. How you been? 
Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I'm hoping that your guys had uh, just the same there. Many blessings and uh, good family and food. It was glorious. I'm still... uh, I'm still trying to get to that third hole in my belt. Mm-hmm. I had to let it out a couple holes. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. I, I, I got um, I got about 20 days to get it happen, then I can bust it out again. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's that time of year. Um, um, in Genesis, yeah. Um, prior to uh, Noah, uh, there's a passage in there that uh, when you're talking about demons there that kind of made me think. So I don't know if these are demons or not, but they said – the sons of God found the daughters of men um, very uh, attractive, and they were taking them to wives, and God was displeased with the actions of men and had put it into his heart to uh, drown the world, literally. Mm-hmm. So when they're talking about the, the sons of God in that passage, are they referring to something along the level of demons there i mean are we talking cast down angels well or are we um... well i I'll, I'll tell you there there's several different theories on that okay there are people that believe that they were talking about demons um and uh, i i don't share that belief uh, i know we got we got to go to break for the half hour but if you can hang on through the break uh, well, three or four minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be about a three-minute break. Can you hang on, or you want to call back? No, I can, I can hang on. Yeah, hey, hang on through the break because that's a great question, and I would like to share the theories. And I'll tell you what I believe it's talking about based upon uh, this my study. So, yeah. okay, good. Hey, glad you tuned okay. in, Jim. Right. Thanks for calling. Hey, hang in there. Uh, we'll be right back. SWAT Radio. Call us at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. Diplomats in Europe and the Middle East press for widening of the truce. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the Biden administration would like to see a new extension of a ceasefire agreement in Israel's war with Hamas after the current one expires. We'd like to see the pause extended because what it has enabled, first and foremost, is hostages being released, coming home, being reunited with their families. It's also enabled us to uh, to surge humanitarian assistance into the people of Gaza who so desperately need it. As Blinken prepares to make his third visit to the Middle East since the war began with Hamas's October 7 attacks in Israel, I'm Charles Duladesma. Also on SRNews.com, the Japanese Coast Guard says a U.S. Air Force Osprey based in Japan crashed during a training mission off the country's southern coast, killing at least one of the eight crew members. U.S. Air Force Special Operations Command says that the CV-220B Osprey was from Yokota Air Base and assigned to the 553rd Special Operations Wing. U.S. life expectancy rose last year, but it still isn't close to what it was before the COVID-19 pandemic. University of Texas sociology professor Mark Hayward says the 2022 rise in life expectancy was mainly due to the waning pandemic. COVID is much less lethal now, um, and it, it's showing up in the mortality statistics. At the same time, 
it's still lethal and we're still not back to the pre-COVID levels. Life expectancy is now 77 years, six months, about what it was two decades ago. On Wall Street, the Dow's ahead 122 points at 35,539. This is SRN News. You are invited to participate in a broadcast ministry of First Conservative Baptist Church with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. And let's face the issues. This program allows you, the listener, to call in and ask your questions about current issues. Dr. Youngblood deals with moral, ethical, and political issues that face our culture and the church. Tune in every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on 91.7 for expository preaching by Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Dr. Youngblood is the pastor-founder of First Conservative Baptist Church and the founder-president of Conservative Theological University. Let's Face the Issues can be heard daily on 91.7, 91.3, and 91.9. At 11.30 a.m., don't miss these relevant broadcasts. Invite others to tune in also. There's some delays because of a crash on I-95 southbound between Emerson Street and University Boulevard. Also, there's an accident on I-95 southbound before U.S. 90 Atlantic Boulevard and Beach Boulevard. And there's a broken down vehicle on the East Beltway, 295 southbound at St. John's Bluff Road. Partly cloudy tonight, low 37. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 67. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Said the night went to the little Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. You know, Doug, one of these days, we ought to do like a, uh, maybe take a couple of these hymns and unpack them. Yeah, that'd maybe be a good. cool study. To do, yeah. They, yeah. In fact, there's a couple of books out there that takes hymns and un, unpacks them, oh. but their history, where they came from, yeah. the theology behind yeah. them is yeah. good. Yeah. Hey, anyway, uh, we're back uh, on uh, SWAT Radio, and we have a caller that had a question about um, that. I think you're talking about the Nephilim in Genesis six, right? Yeah, yeah, and this this brought me into that mindset because you were asking about demons in the Old Testament, and I could only think of two incidences incidences that I could even associate with, and that was one of them. Then the other one was Nebuchadnezzar actually being turned into a beast of uh, a, a burden or a beast of some type during his vanity. Uh, and then he came back, uh, recovered from that, and then glorified God. And, and so th- I don't know if that was a possession by a demon there or, yeah. or how that Well, occurred, you, you, know, you know what? You, um, you, the, the, I know 
that Saul was tormented by an evil spirit, but it doesn't say mm-hmm. that he had an evil spirit in him. Um, and I don't know uh, when I'm thinking about um, Nebuchadnezzar, if it it doesn't say he had an evil spirit in him, does it? I'm, I'm racking my brain. I just don't, I don't have the scripture in front of me, but you know, you talking about demons in the Old Testament there, I'm just going through my mind of, of the things that, it could be close. Well, no, that, that, well, it's a it's a great, you know, that's a great um, question about the Nephilim, and I I, I want to get back to that, and then we'll yes, get sir. to the Nebuchadnezzar. But uh, the the Nephilim, that word has been kind of translated giants. Um, okay. But here's the question: Like I said, there's different theories. One is that they were demonic uh, uh, spirits that inhabited people that that men that mated with women and then produce these offspring but here's the question they're still inhabiting a human body right even though the demons didn't take human form that you remember what the bible says in matthew that the angels do not marry they don't reproduce Right. So so if it's a so if a demon possesses a person that the physical characteristics of that person are not going to be altered by the demonic possession, they may be able to do some things to that human. They may be able to make that human do some supernatural things. But the the offspring of that human and another is not going to be altered by the demonic possession. Right. I mean, you would. The, there's nothing that indicates that it was. So the the whole the fact that they were fallen angels, I I, I don't buy into. One okay. is that they were powerful human rulers that just were like Goliath, mm-hmm. you know, types that <clears throat> intermarried. Um, but the other theory, the one that I've kind of bought into, is that it talks about the sons of God and the sons of man were Seth's line intermarrying with Cain's line, you know, the line of man coming from Cain, the godly line coming from Seth. So that that's, that's what the one that I gave the most weight to as I thought about those three different theories, but there's really nothing that indicates they were demons there. Yeah. It's just, I, that's I've a heard theory. it both ways. So no, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that 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 is definitely a theory, but, um, but Jesus clearly stated that angels do not marry or are not given in marriage. Well, the purpose yeah. of marrying and given in marriage was what to reproduce, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, anyway, uh, that that I don't know if that helps or, or, or not uh but i want to go back to um where um nebuchadnezzar was kind of put out there and um you know when when he wandered about he was he definitely was acting like he was possessed um but it, it you know he was warned basically by daniel to to not think of himself as the one responsible for everything, but to give God the glory. And God said, this is going to happen to you. And it says he was driven away um, like the beast until you know the most high rules the kingdom of men and gives 
to who he will. And so he was driven out and all this stuff happened to him, but there's really nothing there that would indicate that he was possessed by a demon. It just talks about him being driven out into the wilderness. And he basically was driven out and lived like an animal. Uh, but there's nothing that would indicate he was possessed other than just the sinful nature that he had when he came into the world. Uh, yeah, and not being cognitively aware of who he was until, uh, was it seven years? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, so that's, that's a, that's a pretty good, uh, example of, of God's power. Uh, anytime he, well, he puts up who he wants to lower high. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that helped you or not, but that, that that's kind of where <laughs> that, that Brad, you got anything else to no, offer? I was I was actually looking at <clears throat> this you know talking about demons in the Old Testament. I mean, uh, uh Deuteronomy 32 uh verse 15 says but Jeshurun uh, which means righteous one grew fat and kicked you grew fat stout and sleek then he forsook god who made him and so- and scoffed at the rock of his salvation they stirred him to jealousy with strange gods with abominations they provoked him to anger they sacrificed to demons that were no gods yes they did sacrifice yeah. to these idols that were demonic right well i've heard people say well he was possessed well not really yeah <laughs> that's not really speaking of that but yeah you know well um and again, you know, in like in numbers, when they sent the spies out, it says there we saw the Nephilim, mm-hmm. the sons of Anak, who was a giant, uh, and we seem like grasshoppers. So again, they're talking about people who have physical characteristics. Like even today, there's guys that are seven over seven foot tall today, yeah. uh, you know, uh, that they're they're not possessed by anybody there's no demonic influence so there could have been people that just were like goliath big and remember before the flood you didn't have all the the junk you know that you have now in the world Mm -hmm. and so it could have just been they were large beings but the sons of god and the sons of uh the daughters of man uh I I personally gravitate toward the sons of Seth or the Seth line and the uh, Cain line. Hey Jim, it's good discussion. Yeah, it's great, great Glad discussion. You called. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in. That was a good question. <laughs> this is one of the reasons we give that number out. We we kind of enjoy this. Yeah, so. I, I love having to think. Isn't it yeah. great just to have to yeah. sit there? This is what they used to do all the time. Exactly. You know, just sit exactly. around and, in the synagogue. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. So thanks for calling, Jim. Um, Thank you, gentlemen. Stay tuned, man. Um, you know, so so that's what they did in the synagogue. They, mm-hmm. You know, the way the synagogue was a lot different than uh, our services today is they would go into the synagogue, and usually an elder would read. And by elder, yeah. I mean some elder in the community. Mm-hmm. Or if it was a traveling rabbi, he might be asked to read. Right. And then he would read. He would give a little bit of a his take on it, and then they would banter back and forth about what it meant. Was it more like Shammai, or you know, uh, or or was it one of the other great rabbis yeah. who they t- they tended to gravitate toward one of those 
teachings, you know, like they, they, they were so influential. Um, but, but here's what's interesting, Doug, just in light of what we just did with Jim. Yeah. Jim calls, he's got a question or he's got a comment. Uh, you and I didn't, didn't look at each other. <laughs> no. Where did we go? We, we went to, to God's word. Yeah, we go to the word. And you, know? and you think about what was happening. And I know we mentioned this uh, probably on Monday or Tuesday. I'll mention it again that, you know, Jesus comes into Capernaum. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about it even today. This is a crossroads uh, in that area, yeah. major city. Yeah. Uh, if you were heading north or south or east or west, you were going through Capernaum. And, uh, it, probably over 500 synagogues in that area yes you know and that jesus didn't show up to those synagogues and kind of debate with people and i think that's where when i think about the words where it says he had a he, he spoke as one who had authority he preached exactly he yeah. preached with yeah. passion they had never heard this before no yeah, well because again the authority usually when people would speak they would reference uh shemai mm-hmm. or hillel yeah. those were yeah. the two great schools of thought mm-hmm. in rabbinical thinking and they would reference one of those guys i wonder what they thought yeah. where you yeah. know uh hillel tended to be more progressive where shemai was more conservative in his thought but uh anyway uh that Jesus came in there and he would go to the synagogues because it gave him a ready place mm-hmm. to start proclaiming and yeah. preaching the gospel. And y'all talked about the affirmation of his word during the first part uh, of the text, uh, verses 21 through 23, and then the arrival of his judgment. That's why they were terrified. That's the, the theme of it all. They mm-hmm. The demons were terrified in one because of the affirmation of his word and by that uh, basically he just goes in there and he starts teaching it says he was teaching he taught is one who had authority and by that when he spoke he wasn't quoting other people exactly he was just this is what it says this is what it means right right because he was god Mm -hmm. right and then the second part y'all got into yesterday was the arrival of his judgment and you know, did you guys hit the First John passage over there? Uh, um, can't remember. First John three eight. Yeah, yeah. The uh, reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Yes. He goes in there and he says, "Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil." And so, he, the devil has been sinning from the beginning, and the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy his works. So he shows up in the synagogue hmm. where there's obviously a lot of demons. Yeah. And yeah. demons are comfortable there because there's false teaching. I wonder how many churches have people that have demons today. Yeah. We don't talk about it because the demons are happy to stay under the radar until they're confronted with truth. Isn't that interesting that uh you know, there there are people, actually, Brad, there are churches across this country that are filled with demon-possessed people yeah. because yeah. they don't preach the truth. Yeah. They're happy, for, and the demons are happy because these people yeah. are like, they're religious, yeah. but they ain't preaching the true gospel. Yeah, that's why that, that quote, you know, in the absence of uh, gospel proclamation, you'll have a congregation of demons. Mm-hmm. 
because they're they're comfortable there they're fine there yeah you know you you've probably encountered people i certainly have over the years who were in church every sunday but the times that i spent around them outside of the church i'm like you're not the same person you even addressed that this morning or you know this afternoon about you know the the faith that we have on sunday has got to transfer into monday's workplace yeah and it's got to transfer into the home and if it doesn't paul says examine yourself yeah that's well so many people um think it's just about that spot though that they think it's uh radical in fact mm-hmm. david platt wrote a book about it being radical but it's not radical at all it your faith should be evident everywhere you go yeah. that it should yeah. not be an abnormality for you to be vocal about your faith for you to uh be talking about jesus in the workplace talking about, yeah but they don't allow that uh okay yeah um do they allow you to talk about other stuff yeah if they allow you to talk about anything why can't he be a subject of conversation right. because people might not like it well they won't <laughs> like it if they don't like him do you think the demons liked it when truth was preached no when he was there it alarmed them and they said you are the holy one of god what have you to do with us um have you come to destroy us they said so and i love what jesus said be silent come out yeah i mean he spoke yeah. with authority mm. to them and what did they do they didn't just come out they convulsed exactly. and came out but we didn't i don't know if you uh read the parallel passage over i believe it's luke luke said there was no harm done to the man right right isn't that great yeah this is great so jesus yeah. cast the guy out and uh no harm done to him so So, i don't want to go back but it was just commenting because you brought that verse up in first john chapter three verse eight um jeremy did we blow through a a thing (laughs) sorry brad we we just got going we blew right oh my goodness that's all right jeremy thank you we're just on a roll man yeah (laughs) um but i was i was going back and looking at that i know you've taught from it uh uh, obviously i've taught from it because i'm looking at my notes but one, two, three, four, five, six, six times he talks about practices, whoever whoever practices righteousness, whoever makes a practice of sinning. Mm-hmm. And you just said it a minute ago. Uh, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice mm-hmm. of sinning. For God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Christ came that we that he would put sin to death. That's exactly right. And for those who claim to be his, we can't make If we're practicing sin. Yeah. Uh, and you can almost hear people out there going, yeah, but wait a minute. Are you saying I got to be perfect? No, no. that's not what he's saying it's the practice the practice of sinning it's it's never about perfect no there is nobody perfect except for jesus and this side of heaven you will now i know there are people that teach that there are actually people brad that teach that once you become a christian that you are sinless here which is not true definitely not you will never completely win that battle this side of heaven because you're living in a body that is weak and it's yeah. human yeah. and it's flawed. 
I often use analogies here, and but forgive me, <clears throat> I was uh, during Thanksgiving week, as you know, I had a, had all my kids in town, all their spouses in town, and one of the things we love to do, fortunately, uh, my son-in-laws like to go play golf, especially uh-huh. my newest son-in-law. So we, all of us went out to go play golf, and uh, one of my son-in-laws, Devin, is not a bad little player. And the other two are not that good. I'll just be candid with you. Yeah. <clears throat> but I was riding in the cart with Caden, and he was just getting so frustrated. And I said, Caden, you can't expect to play good golf if you don't practice. Well, we can't expect to look like Christ if we don't implement the things he's given us That's to do. That's exactly right. And it requires practice. You know, it doesn't mean you're it's not going to It's a discipline. Stumble. That's the whole Absolutely. thing. That's why... That's why books like Don Whitney's yes. book on the dis- spiritual disciplines is such a helpful book. And people go and, and people write in and we've had them write in. Why do you promote a book or why do you talk a book? The only book you need is a Bible. Well, God has given us people in life. I've had mentors. You've had mentors. And Don Whitney has put into print things that were helpful to help people the things that people taught him that he wants to share with other people so that you can read it it's about scripture it's not about his own personal uh (laughs) stuff this is helpful this stuff he's extracted from years of walking with christ so good to help other people learn how to walk with him and you've got to practice you've got to discipline and allow God to take you through that yeah. process. It doesn't just happen overnight. Well, and obviously, we're not. This isn't legalism. No. This is Paul said, "I buffet my body uh, to make it obey." Mm-hmm. You know, listen. Our bodies will not obey just left alone. They're, mm-hmm. My flesh. I I remind myself all the time. I am wrapped in the flesh, and this flesh wants what it wants. Yes. But I've got to buffet that. I've got to discipline that. Mm. And, you know, I mean, don't get me on the subject about reading books. Mm. If that were the case, we would never go to church on Sunday other than just shake hands with people. Yeah, because the uh, pastor speaks. The, he's giving you yeah. his study and what God has revealed to him. Which is he, what Don Whitney's done exactly or anybody else. Did. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, uh, I want to go back to this passage just for a second as we as we close out this. Now, you and David will be here tomorrow yes. and y'all are going to do what you're doing. How, how does this affect us personally? But the authority of his word, we already mentioned at the beginning, the affirmation of his word, but the word authority up there in context during verse 22 is about what he spoke that having authority. Mm-hmm. He spoke a word with authority, meaning he wasn't relying on other people he was speaking authoritatively in the word he gave. When it says in verse 27, they were amazed, so they questioned among themselves, saying, a, a new teaching with authority. He commands the unclean spirits, and they obey him. In this text, verse 27, 28, it's the, the teaching with authority that he has a supernatural authority over demons and satan here that they've never seen hillel shammai they didn't command that kind of authority over demons they would try to possibly exercise maybe if there were demons at surface but here it says 
that he spoke with authority and it was gone. Yeah. And it says in verse 28, his fame spread everywhere. Now, imagine yourself sitting in that synagogue and you're listening. Either one or two things are going to happen. You're either going to be, when you hear him teach, you're going to be drawn to it or you're going to be repulsed by yeah. it. And it happens every Sunday yeah. when the word of God goes out. Yeah. doesn't matter how articulate the preacher is. doesn't matter how funny he is. It, it, it matters only what the content of his message is. And if he's preaching truth of the scriptures, you're either going to be drawn to it or you're going to be repelled by it. Yeah. There is no yeah. in-between. Yeah. And, and if you're drawn to it, then what are you doing with it? Yeah. Once you're mm. drawn to it, are you going to take it and apply it and ask God to help yeah. you put it into practice? If you're repelled by it, you better be asking, why am I repelled by this? Yeah. Why am I fighting <clears> this? <throat> you know? And I was thinking, Doug, you know, maybe this is a good way to wrap up is when we think about what we were just talking about earlier, this practice, if, there, if you're making a practice of sin, yeah. um, listen, I think, the, I think verse 27 is one of the most powerful verses, mm-hmm. certainly in the text that I've been reading through, yeah. is that they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Mm-hmm. Listen, if, if if we're to come to Christ, if we're to surrender to Christ as the new king, mm-hmm. we have to believe that he can exercise power over the current ruler of the world. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about demon-possessed. Uh, I'm not saying everybody who sins is demon-possessed, but when we sin, demons ha- the demon is having victory. But Jesus has overcome that. Yeah, We have to believe that. But it's still going to require a discipline to buffet yourself and to be obedient. That even, it says, that even the unclean spirits obeyed. They did. <laughs> they did. And it, because he commanded that kind of authority over yeah. them. And, you know, when you stop and think about it, Brad, like, I honestly believe there's a lot of demon possessed people in our culture, mm-hmm. but they don't surface because they don't have to. There's no, there's no fear. There's no, 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 uh, there's no apprehension on their part of mm-hmm. truth. Yep. And they're happy yep. to operate underneath the radar, yep. just like they did in the old Testament. And uh, even after acts, you yeah. know, well, I mean, I think there's a lack of commanding teaching. I mean, it says that Jesus commanded the unclean spirits to come out. How, how many preachers do you hear preaching like that? Yeah. It, it's it's more suggestive than it is commanding. Yeah. Well, because I tell you what, uh, you, you don't want to go messing around with demons if you are not walking in the authority of Jesus yeah. wherever you are. Yeah. And even, you know, even in Jude, I think it's Jude where it says, that uh, Michael didn't even try to come against a demon because, you know, these demons, you know, they're powerful. And, Absolutely. And, and Satan is powerful. I mentioned that today. Yeah. All these people going around, I cast you out, Satan, in the name <laughs> of Jesus. You better make sure you got the authority of Jesus with you when you're saying that. Well, and sadly enough, I'm sure you would agree 
most of us wouldn't know a demon if we saw one. No. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm talking about here you got a demon in the synagogue. They don't know he's nobody, there. Nobody even is aware yeah. he's there yeah. except Jesus comes in <laughs> and they start screaming. You yeah, know? exactly. Good to be with you, brother. Yeah, it's you been a too. while. And, you, uh, you and David DeMar yeah, and me and I, I Tommy may, on Friday. I may Maybe slip you, in. Yeah. I may slip in with you guys. But uh, hey, go to SWATradio.com. Join us at one of the studies. I think we get together tomorrow morning, uh, Thursday morning. Yep. And uh, love to have you join us. Go to SWATradio.com. Click on the meetings tab. Check it out. We'll be back tomorrow.